0: And welcome back to another episode of All Bases Covered, the podcast helping you navigate the beauty industry and cut through the bullshit. Hi. Hi. It's us. How's your day? I can't do that much longer. No.
1: That was good, though. It was good. A soft way to start. A Monday morning. (laughs) Here's your way in. Um, How was your week? I had a... was it a crap week? That's oh. not good. they were gonna far. say crazy. No, you know when shit ha- bad shit happens in threes. I'm waiting for the third thing to happen because this week my oven broke, my toilet broke. I don't know about the toilet. What do you mean? You Shooting too much or too little? <laughs> Who knows? Both. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Adrian fixed the toilet because handyman. Oh wow. I know. Uh, and all in all, it's just been a bit of a weird week. But we did have the long weekend, so like maybe that made it fine. Has it been like.
0: Wait, it's been a whole week since since the last
1: week. Yeah. See? I was going to say, you haven't broke like six years ago. I got good news on my blood test results, everybody. I'm coming off my steroids after approximately 3,595 days. Not really. Really good. Yeah. Can't wait. How's your week? Fine. I redid my pantry. Oh, yeah. We've all seen the pantry.
0: Yeah. I like to binge clean and purge <laughs> not that kind of binge purge but like throwing things out donating clothes
1: yes clearing out the pantry like when do you ever better? donate clothes you literally have none oh donation bag right there she says she Sometimes, points to a giant pink donation bag yeah. where did they even come from did you steal them from other people's wardrobes i just felt like i had <laughs> too
0: many clothes i had to get rid of them oh. i do i have too many clothes in <laughs> I know that sounds ridiculous. It's all, like, comfy clothes that I buy and then, like, wear for one comfy season, really. And then yeah. I'm like, oh, these are balling and disgusting. I'm the
1: same with comfy clothes. They yeah. don't stick around very long. And no. It's very disappointing because, yeah, and then I buy expensive comfy clothes because I'm like, oh, maybe they'll last longer. Yeah. They never do. But then
0: in saying that, like, I pulled out a, you know, that Sassanbine, like, mock neck black knit. That I wore yeah, when we like in me- life. At yeah. Mecca. yeah, I pulled that out the other day, deballed it, and wore it again. I'm like, fuck yes, this mm-hmm. is like cost per wear one dollar
1: less. No, surely fifty surely. cents at this point.
0: Surely. it have to be like five Seven plus years. years. Yeah. yeah, so that's good. But yeah, I feel really like clean-minded. New must. It's yeah. like spring
1: cleaning, but autumn.
0: I know, but then you get the thing where you want to do more. And I can't handle the point where it gets worse before it gets better again yet.
1: Next, you should do your car. I feel like I always feel really good after I give my car a deep clean.
0: My car actually gets messy. Mm. Like, Watson will shake in it and it will get mud and sand in it. Yeah. But I keep, like, zero clutter in my car. Oh, okay. I'm not one of those people. All like, you'll get in the back seat of my car and there's reusable shopping bags and that's it.
1: Wow, okay, that's good. Mm. I'll just, like, drop a little bit of paper here and there until one day I'm in, like, a shredder Mm. I do
0: have a shame spiral in the driver's side like well where I put like anything that I've eaten in the car yeah yeah I do that too and then I just clear that out but that's like a bin like that's like functional storage yeah that is what that is for (laughs) um other than that yeah it's been fine I like literally can't you're right the long weekend screwed me over and I can't even remember what is this week and what was not this week I know Oh, because there was the Monday too, wasn't there? So there was the long weekend either week, either side of the week. I we had Easter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But But we recorded off. Yeah, I'm so confused. Why am I so confused?
1: By space and time.
0: Yeah, the continuum. Anyway, (laughs) Um, is it like July yet? Who even knows? Where is is the time going? It is
1: July. Anyway. Merry Christmas. Oh, Oh, speaking of Merry Christmas. We should talk about the fact that we are going to do a mini-ep because Lisa and I love gifting Mm. and Mother's Day is coming up and I know that Mother's Day isn't the best day for everybody so Mm -hmm. we'll do it as a completely separate episode and that way if you don't want to tune into it, you don't have to. Mm -hmm. True, so I'm excited to do that. I'm excited to waste hours of my life. Picking gift solutions. Oh,
0: and so of course Send us through who you need to
1: buy for. Obviously, probably your mum or your grandma. Yeah. And or yourself your from your husband. Yes. And if you haven't been listening to us since Christmas, you have to give us details. So like oh, don't make me get shouty again. This person in your life loves to garden. Yeah. His favorite restaurant is Itchininada. Like mm-hmm. we need to know intricate details. Her favorite pair of shoes is what? Yeah.
0: She loves warm, smoky scents. Yes. You know,
1: don't tell me what do
0: I buy my mum? Because yeah. like
1: Yeah. We're not going to That's get not actually helpful and, and you'll be like everybody else. Yeah. And it's it also... socks and
0: jocks for the mum. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know. A generic department store of fragrance. Yes. So we'll be planning to launch that mini episode uh, next Wednesday. Sure. Are we great? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, here yeah. we are. Sure.
1: Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, it's going to happen. It
0: has to happen before Mother's Day. So there you go. Yep. Um,
1: shall we talk about beauty news? Yeah. Let's chat beauty news.
2: Uh, that's the tea on that.
1: There's not a lot this week. No. Go To turn seven, mm-hmm. which is happy birthday Go To. Yep, launch cute jumpers. There's really nothing to add. They ran a small competition. They yeah. gave away merch as part of online orders for like 48 hours. Yeah. I was really hoping for an epic product launch, aka the hyaluronic acid serum that Zoe Foster Blake has been teasing <sighs> since the beginning of time.
0: I know, or the sunscreen that's higher than fifteen.
1: Yes, not that I want it because
0: I can't wear zinc sunscreens, but I, but as a ethical dilemma, I want them to launch the um, yes. higher SPF.
1: Yes, yeah, same. Speaking of SPFs, yeah.
0: Uh, Tell me. I didn't actually read the statement. I got a little bit um, lost down the other spiral that was going on around Beauty this week. They've
1: had a big week in (laughs) BLN, haven't they? Massive week. (laughs) Sucks to be them. So last year you'll remember that uh, there was a bit of a scandal in the uh, SBF world in Korea. It was the Purito, was it, Mm -hmm. that started off the train of people realising that the SBFs that were coming out of Korea weren't actually the SPF rating that they were saying that they were. So uh, Crave Beauty released a statement this week that said, we're back with an update on Beat the Sun. Uh, We have a lot to catch up. We have a lot of catching up to do. Uh, So let's stick it out till the end. They posted like a 10 slide thing. So anyway, they basically undertook a whole bunch of new lab testing um, they said, you know, obviously the Beat the Sun range was approved by the Korea's FB- FDA as a, you know, SPF 55, which is what it was rated at. And pretty much the long and the short of it was that they had to pull the product when they realized that it wasn't meeting standards. They had it tested by a whole bunch of independent labs. And they came back and said... Not a lot. <laughs> yeah, the test subjects and range of... Depending on the labs, the test subjects and the range of testing, we received different results. Which, like... <laughs> Thank you for that. What a great start. yeah. Uh, in summary, the original result shoo- shown showed <laughs> what shoe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah the partisans of show is shoe yeah uh, like that... flew <laughs> yeah, the... Flew. I flowed I to Queensland. I flew to Queensland. <laughs> Tomorrow I will flow <laughs> <laughs> Uh Anyway, the original SPF result was SPF 55.3. But they've done extensive testing and it has shown that the formula performed below that standard. Thank you for that thorough description. Literally. Unfortunately, quote unquote, due to legal and privacy constraints, we're not able to release our exact results or testing documentation to the public. Mm. Interesting that Purito good. Yes. And what I don't understand is why. Whose legal and privacy constraints crave? Your own? Yeah. Parent company? Potentially, or I did wonder whether they were, like, avidly affecting them, like, con- uh, protecting themselves from potential legal ramifications yeah, yeah. that may come from falsely claiming an yeah, SBF rating. Yeah. Who knows? Like, if this was America, people would be claiming that they got skin cancer from this product mm. and suing Crave mm-hmm. or whoever their parent company is for $10 billion. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, anyway, they've basically just said that they've discontinued it from all markets indefinitely, uh, and they're sorry for not doing right by us, and they're focusing on rectifying the issue moving forward. Yep. So, a bit of a disappointing
0: It'd Be a big part of no- nothing. And then, people just yeah. went down this rabbit hole, and like, everything I say from now may be slightly offensive in regards to faith, so if you are... A faithful oh, faith. person. Um, skip forward like 45
1: to two minutes. I, don't know. <laughs> I thought um, you were going to go on. For 45 uh, to 50 minutes. So,
0: everyone is going on about Leah Yu, who is the founder of Crave Beauty, and the fact that she is a member of a homophobic church, C3NYC. Never heard of it. I'm like really confused by the fact that this is a thing. Because like all religions
1: are homophobic. Are they all? Okay, I let's... choose. I choose not to partake. So yeah. I'm well, sure. let's just
0: say like the majority are, and like I think that she's a member of like some denomination of Christian. But yep. like, you can pick and choose what you like to believe in religion. That's what's so fun and makes it such a weird concept to me. <laughs> so I just think it's so weird because you could say that anyone is a member of a homophobic religion, and like this is fully spiraled, and like people just want to cancel her. I don't understand. Like, obviously, not into homophobia. Absolutely not. Big gay ally. But I am very confused by the fact that they're coming after someone for their religion. One, seems a little counterintuitive. And two, like, I don't know. It's just convenient timing. And it's, like, fully massive beauty news. Like, there is massive Reddit threads about this shit. It's all over, like, Instagram stories. It's hit Diet Prada. It's not even on Estee Laundry. Like, it's... It's, it's gone into it's legit mainstream news. mainstream now. news yep. and i'm absolutely baffled by it it's weird to me anyway no i completely agree with you come for kanye like he does <sighs> weird as fuck shit like why are you coming for leah you like, like get angry about her sunscreen don't you get angry about a church
1: yeah <laughs> okay good next the final piece of beauty news that i wanted to take you through this week is that the 2020 fragrance foundation winners were announced
0: I don't yes. know. Everyone's favourite awards
1: name. I don't know who the Fragrance Foundation are, but they seem to be like the the peak body of fragrance awards for every year. Anyway, there's not a lot to add here. A lot of the fragrances are the YSLs and the Long comms of the world, uh-huh. which doesn't particularly interest me. The 2020 fragrance of the year was the Women's Luxury YSL Libre Eau de Parfum. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, I've,
0: like, never even heard of that in my life.
1: Me either. I was most interested by the fact that Byredo won the Universal Luxury Fragrance of the Year for? Award for Sunday's.
0: Oh, random. Yeah. Um, and well, not, not my pick of the
1: Byredo lineup. The Breakout Star of the Year. Yes. Caroline Carolina Herrera. Herrera. Good Girl Eau de Parfum. Carolina Herrera has been pushing this it's, year. I've seen it It has been everywhere. everywhere. Even I'm pretty sure they actually sell this in... Chemist warehouse. Because oh, I think God. Mum asked me to buy it for her at the end of last year and she was on the hunt for it. So it obviously was getting a name if like 3AW was talking about it, which is clearly what Mum was Yeah, to. all the Sunday
0: magazine slipped inside
1: the paper. Uh enter new entry into the Fragrance Hall of Fame is the Frederick Marl Musk Ravageur mm. fragrance. And the Candle Home and Holiday winner was mm-hmm. the Diptyque Lucky Charms. Oh, nice. Of course. Cool.
0: Um, Annoying that they made any limited edition ones, like... Part of it?
1: I, I, yeah. yeah And Bath and Body Line of the Year was won by Byredo Rose of No Man's Land. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because they launched the whole collection. Yeah. Fragrance of the Year, the popular choice? Kylie Jenner by KKW. Nude. So interesting. But I guess, like, sure... Uh, and, oh, there was one more that I wanted to add. Perfume extraordinaire of the year. Celine Barrel, zoologist squid. This, huh? d- yeah, piqued Wait, my interest. what do you
0: mean zoologist squid? The name of the fragrance is called oh, zoologist I squid. Oh, I thought this was her profession.
1: No. I thought she was a zoologist and then Sorry, I was the confused fragrance by the fragrance is called zoologist. Zoologist perfumes. Mm. And the fragrance itself is called squid. It is a blue scent. Oh, like squid ink. The colour is blue. And the notes... Top notes, incense, oh, pink pepper, yeah, and amyl salicylate. Middle notes, sea salt, ink, and op- oponax. I've never heard of these fragrances, which is so interesting. It's a resin. And it sounds like I already have a migraine. Yeah, about and base it. notes ambergris, a musk, and benzoin. Benzoin. I, I don't know about you, but all of the so like last notes
0: in those sounded like there was some sort
1: of compound,
0: like like a drug compound. They do. Like, they sound, do. They sound like aspirin.
1: Yeah, like synthetic. Fake ingredients, but mm. not in the way that we like a synthetic fake ingredient. Yeah. Ingredient.
0: No, I feel weird about that, but that's very interesting. Yeah, And the... Zoologist. Yeah,
1: zoologist. Called. Never heard of it, literally. No. Anyway, I found it to be an interesting pick and mix. Like, I I don't know why, but I'm still surprised that there are fragrances like the uh, long Adol fragrance that is considered so great and popular when it's just... It's just... A, it's just... Longcom, <laughs> I don't know yeah. I don't know how to say it without being rude, but I think there are so many unique fragrances out there and and indie fragrance brands that r- probably should get a better name.
0: Yeah. I don't but know. But like the Chanel's of the world. They're so classic. And I think with fragrance once you find one, you keep buying it and that's how classic fragrances stay
1: classic. I yes, guess. yeah, you're probably right. And also it's probably the reason that these are being noted is because of the noses behind them, I would mm. say. Like, it's probably... Yes. They're all curated by Pop- the top of the top. Popularity game, yeah, too. yeah, I would say so. Let's... Oh, you have an
0: update for <sighs> yeah. everyone. I swear that I touched on this briefly, but... You
1: did, but only, like, literally a few weeks after you had your okay. sculpture.
0: My sculpture is kicking in. Um, re- Do you want to
1: refresh everyone on what your sculpture <sighs> was? Please, just briefly.
0: Yeah, okay, I got sculpture, which is, like... Uh, a type of filler, but it's not, like, a hyaluronic filler. It's basically, like, putting almost, like, a vitamin C serum under your skin. boost collagen. Mm-hmm. I got it largely through my temples, which I actually don't notice, I don't think, really any difference in my temples massively. Yeah. I notice it more in my cheekbones, and hilariously enough, <laughs> I got, like, 70% of the filler in my temples. Like... <laughs> 25% in it my all right down. cheek and 5% in my left cheek. Yeah. My left cheek has plumped up more than anything else to the point that we were trying to even out the cheeks, now the left cheek is still more plump than the right because it plumped up from the tiny amount of filler that it got.
1: So interesting. Do you sleep on your right side of your face? Is that why this has happened?
0: No, I generally sleep on your left. this yeah. Huh. And also the left side of my face, I got a granuloma which was like the one risk factor from doing this is that you can get like a buildup of like tissue kind of stuff under the skin and that's why I had to massage five times a day for five days for five minutes at a time and I did that and it really hurt and I I had one really painful spot when this got injected and Mm. I sort of felt like it break through a little bit of tissue or something and I was like oh that hurt and so that really hurt when I was massaging Mm. and obviously it needed more massaging because that happened, Happened, yeah. but it hurt so much that I clearly didn't massage it well enough, or perhaps it was going to happen regardless of the massage, but that was a really, really sore spot. Like, it was, like, manually massaging and poking a bruise for five minutes. Like, it really hurt. (laughs) So I didn't do it well enough. You cannot see any lump. No. There's nothing gross. It's just, like, if you feel my face, it almost feels like I've got a little bit cheekbone poking outlines, like a little bump.
1: Yeah, it does. Yeah. We want to know have you spoken to amy about it no had it done so
0: now here's the dilemma i'm like i really don't want to do it again because a it was expensive b it was pretty painful C, I actually dread the massaging more than anything but now i feel <laughs> so like interesting i'd love i got two vials i almost always would love one more vial just on the right side still to match it to the left yeah now i'm like do i get a little bit of hyaluronic filler and just, pop that just to, like, it doesn't last as long. The reason I got the sculpture is because it's really long-lasting. It's more natural. It's more building. But do I just top up a tiny bit for the symmetry, which is the reason I got it? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not unhappy with the results. I'm actually really happy with the results. I just think it's funny that the, my plumper side took to it better, therefore almost <laughs> evening out the asymmetry I was trying to even, which it's is hilarious. It's just
1: so interesting the way those things happen, yeah. isn't it?
0: I mean, my right-hand side of my face, obviously I drive a lot and I wasn't that good with sunscreen for Mm. from 18 to, like, 23. Yeah. So there's probably so much more DNA damage that it just breaks down my collagen faster, and the other side's probably way better, and that would be why it's probably plumped up so much. So interesting. I've still got results coming. Like, I think they keep going for, like, six months, but I definitely have, like, a really nice... She's
1: got a very noticeable cheek... Plump cheekbone, Bone. yeah, on her left. Yeah,
0: I really, yeah, I really like the results because there's something that no one else would notice. No. I forget that I've had it done and I don't really notice, but then like, I do notice at the same
1: time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you for the update. You're welcome. I also have a brief update. I purchased the Mecha vitamin C serum, mm-hmm. and under your advice of saying you're so weird for using your vitamin C serums at night, mm-hmm. you should use them during the day. That's just like common practice. I put it on during the day. Mm. In the morning, and mm-hmm. I need to provide everyone with an update that it completely fucked with the Giorgio Armani Neo Nude Foundation. I know.
0: Did they bore? What happened? It gave me
1: like, like, I've never seen. I look like Swiss cheese. My pores are oh. huge. I don't understand what happened. Like, I actually don't. The foundation just looked so absolutely woeful that i needed i took it off and oh. i started again because it was i i honestly can't explain to you how shocking it looked that's so this uh, vitamin c will stick to strictly a nighttime product
0: yeah or but that's how you normally wear your vitamin c, it so. is how i normally no use shame. it
1: and like it's fine to i was i was annoyed because i did want to i bought it to add to my morning routine now that my liberty bell vitamin c has run mm-hmm. out so i was like fine i'll add it in here and yeah now I feel like I can't use it with Neonude because I love Neonude so much. I'm not willing to let it go.
0: You'll figure it out. You'll figure out like... where well, there's a will, there's a way. Did you do hyaluronic first and then vitamin C? Or yes. Can you try vitamin C, then hyaluronic? I mean, like, like totally. just try some things out.
1: Okay. Yeah. I don't, know. I don't know. And I did wonder whether it was sense. like the vitamin C and the SPF just were a little bit too oily, maybe, together yeah. for my skin in the morning. I'm yeah. not sure. Weird. I don't know. Weird, weird.
0: Speaking of your pores looking ginormous, let's move into our beauty breakdown.
1: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come
2: with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: What kind of sorcery is this? So,
0: this week we are going to break down primers.
1: We haven't done a beauty breakdown in friggin' ages. Yeah. You guys haven't been asking for them, so I'm solely blaming you.
0: Yeah. Shame them. Shame. <laughs> Let's talk about, do you need a primer? Absolutely not. Are primers a good thing still? Absolutely.
1: (laughs) And that's the end of the segment. Thanks for listening.
0: (laughs) Thank God the so-called experts are here. But, yeah, I would say primers were such a thing, and now I feel like no one actually primes, but they do definitely have their purpose, and it is an interesting step in that it's like the extension of your... Skincare, but but it's your makeup step, and it kind of addresses basically like your wear concerns or like your major skin concerns about how you look, like how your skin yes. looks to other people, I guess.
1: And it is definitely a bridging product. It, often primers do contain some sort of skincare or, mm. like you said, skin altering properties. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, to give your skin a better finish on its own, so you don't don't necessarily have to wear them with makeup. If you choose to wear a primer on its own, depending mm. on what it is, or to prep your skin in such a way that your foundation will wear in the way that you want it to. Let's talk about the different categories of primers. Yes. The first one is probably the most well-renowned form mm-hmm. of primer, which is the silicon-based pore refining, yeah. skin smoothing, putty primer.
0: Yeah, that's your most old-school. Like I feel like when primers launched, that was the main thing, and they're really silicon-based.
1: This is the Napoleon Perdis. Not to Crime is a Prime. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs>
0: my head today! Mini stroke, Not to Crime is a Crime. This is your Smashbox primer. This is your Benefit Professional. Yeah, You know the ones. They just have that texture that sort of makes my skin crawl in that they are simultaneously dry and slippy.
1: Yeah, they and feel grief, like, like a like, nonstick pan. For it's, your face. it's funny
0: because if you're dry, they'll make you look dry. But if you're oily, they'll make you feel slippy-greasy.
1: Yes. And also, if you apply too much of them, you will get slippy-greasy. Yes. Your foundation won't... It will have the literal opposite effect of a yeah. mattifying, smoothing product. However, if you are past a certain
0: age that your collagen has started to deplete and you're not necessarily saggy, but you get to this point where your pores become more apparent because the skin around them is not more plump, Yes, they're a great option. And if you're just prone to big pores, or you've got sort of shallow acne scarring and bumpy texture, they can also work great.
1: well for smile lines. So if you've got yeah, yeah, Ish. not for everyone. Yeah, so it's yeah, one something to try definitely if yes. you do have a marionette line issue. Yes, <laughs> the that's, next type.
0: Yeah, that's that's that on that. Yeah, uh, the next type, color correcting. One of my favorite types Same. of primer. However. I would say 90% of colour correcting primers are wrong. I have been done wrong. Yeah, I
1: agree. A lot
0: of the time they are both category one and two. Uh, See Smashbox, like, adjust or colour correcting primer, whatever it is. It is silicon based and it is also green. Yes. No, my friends, if you're picking a colour correcting primer, you need something that is liquidy enough that it's going to go on sheer. And blend into the skin. Or else you will look like Princess Fiona. From Shrek. You heard it first, Watson? <laughs> it will cling, and you'll be like, my mum sometimes she randomly has little green stripes on her face. So what I did was I bought mum the Stiller One Step Correct, and she loves it because it's easy. It's less green than other green primers, and it's got a tiny amount of silicon, but it's more of like a hydrating slip, and you can just knock out that colour without painting yourself green so that you then have to paint yourself beige.
1: Yes. Yeah, you're so correct. Adrian used the one step correct famously on yeah. our wedding day. Yeah, just to help you know a little bit of mattification, a little bit of let's add some even skin tone to our photography. Yeah, looked fabulous. Such a great product.
0: Wore it like a champ. I uh, <laughs> not all color correcting primers are green. Of course, you can buy ones with like, lavender. Yeah, I've, I would say that's probably the next biggest for sallowness. And a lot of the time, you'll find that the lavender primer. What is sallowness? Like yellowness. Yeah. So a lot of Asian complexions will complain of sallowness. Sometimes it's literally just because they've been brainwashed to think that they should be white and yes. pink and not yellow. Yes. And other times it can be. I feel like you can see it in those Mediterranean skins where they're so golden yeah. that they look a bit so bit jaundiced. Yeah, like so olivey that they they don't um, have enough like life in their face. Yeah. So that slight. Purpley tone helps to correct that and brighten, but I feel like personally, rest in peace, Becca. Yeah, the purple goes really nicely with a bit of illumination because the sourness can also be helped by a bit of glow. Yeah. So they had their backlight priming filter, which was lovely. Had a slight lavender hue and a very subtle illumination, which was
1: gorgeous. Definitely one of the most popular purple. Uh primers on the market i can't think the of most any popular other.
0: illuminating and the most popular purple combined because yeah. they had a one that was just like m- moonlight or something That's and right. the purple one
1: overtook it for popularity by far yes yeah. yeah uh we also have while we're talking about illuminating there is a whole nother category of illuminating primers yeah. so there there's a couple of different ways you can go about it there's the ones that are glowy like you would say maybe the category of a Charlotte Tilbury. Uh, why did I pick Hollywood this product? Hollywood Flawless Filter. With, free, touch with full touch-ful glow. glow. <laughs> yeah, that one. Glow by Auric, I would say, yeah. it would be falling into the category of a glowy, illuminizing primer. But then there's but also... Not actually strict primer. They're not. Yeah. And then what else is... Like, if you think, I think,
0: the Laura Mercier of Radiance Primer, that yes. was, like, such a cult. Um, but that even product. has,
1: like, a depth to it. As well as being illuminating, like that was almost. Oh no, I'm thinking of the radiance. They do like a warm radiance. bronze. Yeah,
0: but yes, something that has shimmer to it, but also has like a silkeny slip or like a watery slip, as opposed to something that is an illuminating product that can be used under or on top or mixed with.
1: Yes, there's also something like, for instance, the hourglass number twenty-eight. Which you would say is illuminating, but tipping into the hydrating side yes. of primers,
0: which take us takes us to our next category, second last, the penultimate category, which is a hydrating primer. Yes, the GOATs being Smashbox Primerizer. Yeah. Uh, again, Laura Mercier is very cult in this. Product this product category as well. They have their hydrating primer, which does really well.
1: 2 Faced coconut.
0: Oh, coconut hangover primer, such a good one. And yep. then there was for a while there a real oil primer uh trend. Who Smashbox did one, Hourglass did one. I think maybe Makeup Forever did one. But there was that funny sort of slippy, sounds like a dry dry oil, oil yeah. but had like a silicon vibe oil primer. I've actually always hated them. Mm. I know they're really popular, but to me they're popular with someone that maybe doesn't prep their skin adequately and has never used an oil, so that gave them a great feeling, but I was already using an oil, so it was like an absolutely redundant step for me. Don't need it. I do get that a hydrating step, if you've got adequate skincare, like, Mm. it's definitely not compulsory. However, no one could claim that my hydration skincare routine was inadequate. Yes. But I still found that Smashbox Primerizer made my makeup
1: wear look amazing. Better. Yeah. So and there are two different types as well to consider. There's the hydrating primer like a primerizer, which is more of a serum based hydrating primer. So that's yeah. going into the skin going to address dehydration concerns which obviously yeah. dehydrated skin tends to eat foundation which is probably to do with why it helps your foundation wear a little bit yeah. better but mm-hmm. then there's also like the oil-based ones like you were saying that are more likely to hydrate dry flaky skin yeah sit on the surface of the skin a little bit more and add more dewiness to the finish of your foundation as yeah,
0: well i totally agree i would say that the thinner serumier textures address lot more long-term hydration and patchiness. So if you go patchy throughout the day, whether you are oily, dry combination, that can happen because you're dehydrated. That's great. And again, as we talk about all the time, the oilier ones Mm -hmm. are better for a dry skin. So better at like making your foundation not cling to dry patches and giving an in illumination instantly. Yeah. It's literally the oil versus water debate again.
1: Yes. Yeah. And you can mix and match your primers. So Absolutely. If you want to wear a color correcting primer and an illuminating primer, mm-hmm. be my guest. Absolutely. You do you, boo. The final category of primers
0: is oil control. I would say that a lot of the silicone primers sort of try and pretend that they are oil control. Yes. But generally I find the best oil controls to be a lightweight almost hydrating like texture with a slight silicony slip or my favorite way on mm. a, a true combination skin to prime is a thin primerizer hangover primer type situation over the whole of the face yep. with something that is slightly more oil controlling like the hourglass mineral veil through just the center, yes. Or the um, the toucher, not the um, the one that comes in the big circle that's very silicony. They have their silk canvas liquid. Yeah, the liquid one is better for oil control yeah. because it is less silicony. It's more light and it's it's mattifying. I do
1: that's I was just trying to explain that feeling that you get from a true oil controlling primer. It does almost like set.
0: It's like they've got tiny bits of clay in them, even though none of them do. Where you sort of you apply it and then you look at the skin and it's, a it's a bit
1: like dusty, it dries yes, down a little bit. Yes, yeah, you've got to be
0: really careful with them. Um, but yeah, they're good. I feel like Makeup Forever used to do nice oil control primers that weren't overly slippery.
1: Yeah, the one that I, that stands out for me is probably the Hourglass Veil. Yeah, and yeah, that's. I don't really use them, so to be honest, I can't think of any others. <laughs> yeah,
0: Smashbox used to do their light. Yeah. one and I think it might now be called oil control but you can definitely tell the difference in that anything that is oil control is going to be a level up in terms of slippiness from a purely texture
1: control primer yes and this is all to say that you can use a primer if you want to but there are also really great ways that you can address your Primer needs with skincare too. Yeah, or other makeup products. Correct. You could use a color corrector instead of a
0: color correcting primer or an illuminator or highlighter rather than illuminating primer. But this is also to say that when the non-makeup wise people walk into a Mecca or a Sephora or a David Jones and say, I need a primer, this is why we go, what type? What do
1: you want? Yeah. Like, it's, it's
0: overwhelming out there. I feel like primer's
1: overwhelming. Primers are overwhelming, and everyone assumes that they need to have one, which is just, in my opinion, a complete fallacy, but that's fine. I agree. Moving on to our product trial this week. Mm. I don't even need to ask if I'm orange. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. This week, we tried the Vive Eye Wands. Yeah, we did. First impression.
0: Packaging is cute. Packaging is small. Packaging feels like a toy makeup in my big long hands.
1: <laughs> it's not that small.
0: Now, I know Alana Rama, Alana Davidson said, like, they feel short as well, but that you're not generally getting less product when, with a short component, with eyeliners, pencils, anything like that, because they just shove things on the end like yeah. it's for weight feel. Yes, how long weight feel? How
1: big are the Laura Mercier ones? Laura Mercier ones are 1.64 grams and the V ones are 1.4 grams. So a very, very marginal difference in size, I would say. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, relatively small. They're a 21 pound product. Do you remember? About 30 bucks each then, roughly? I
0: literally don't remember. I just um, bulk bought and ignored <laughs> the PayPal receipt.
1: And it says that they're designed to stay creamy but pigmented on the eye. They're a shadow stick and meant to be a multitasking formula that you can prime the eye with. It can be used all over the lid, on the lash line and the waterline. line.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What did you think about them?
0: I really liked, firstly, the shade range.
1: Yeah, shade range is lovely. They're all mattes, as we did discuss. They're all mattes
0: that we, lo- we love. They're all, not all, but most of them are like taupey variations of browns, which... I love, they all do have some warmth, which I enjoy, and I was super excited because, as we all know, I love the Bobbi Brown Longwear Eyeshadow Stick in Beige. beige. I also use Sand, Dune, and Nude Beach, Um, and all of those are very similar in colour, like they're like a very light, camel Mm colour, and it's just like three slight variations. One's more pink, one's more yellow, one's more neutral. Yeah. And it's really hard to get anything that's, like, darker than those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These have, like, true camel, a true warm brown, a a true mahogany, which is awesome. So color range got me then there. And formula, really nice, creamy, quite a strong pigment. Yeah. But very easy to blend. And I had to check myself because I wore them. And they wore pretty well, but I was like, "Mm, I've got a bit of not even massively creasing, but, like, fading through the crease. Like, it wasn't a full split crease, but it was fading. And then I was like, I'd get that with my Bobbi Brown if I didn't use an eye primer. Like, my whole life I've worn the NARS eye primer with the Bobbi Brown eyeshadow base and then something over the top of it because that's what my oily lids need. And now that I don't have the NARS primer in my life, I expect all of these Mere eyeshadows to be a primer and an eyeshadow in one, and, like, they're just not... Don't claim that you are,
1: though, is all I can say.
0: I think that these could very well be for a normal human. <sighs> Reaching. If set with
1: powder. Yes, yeah, okay, if set um, with powder.
0: If only worn on their own, absolutely not. We're, we're talking about a layering game here. So uh, I reckon if I did my Danessa Myrick's Eye Base underneath, and then this over the top, and then a powder, yeah. I'd get a pretty decent wear out of them. Yeah. But if I skipped one of those steps along the line, I would get an average wear. Yes. But I would say it probably would wear better than my Bobbi Brown Eye Base without a primer, because that, that really does crease on me without anything yes. underneath it. So Colour tones, better than all of the other ones that I've used so far, and wear equal to or better than all of the other ones I've wa- I've bought so far. Yep. And... Therefore, they are an A-plus for me.
1: Yes. Okay.
0: I'll I'll probably, at some point, buy double-ups so that I have them for me and my kit.
1: Yes. I want to say that I really like them. I was disappointed in the fact that they're definitely not a primer. I agree with your sentiment that they... I got a gap through my crease when I wore them, and I did set them Mm. with a powder, but I didn't use a primer underneath, so it was my own mistake, Mm. but I should have known better. I want to say that I think I would go through this product really quickly. Yeah, because they're quite soft. They're very soft. And I did have to apply it when I was wearing it on its own. I did have to apply it like twice to get enough almost depth. Like as soon as I put it on my eyelid blended it out, I kind of wanted to then go back in again, just closer to my lash line to really build it up a little bit more. Interesting.
0: I kind of get where you're coming from, but then also on the contrary, I found that particularly when I put mine, like, on my bottom lash line... Yeah, bottom lash line, great. Fully coated my yes. eyelashes to the point that I had to do, like, such an excessive amount of bottom lash mascara that they looked to like alien it. lashes.
1: I know what you mean. Really and I thick think it's because of the creamy formula yes. of them. Yeah. So... All in all, I really do like them. I would recommend wearing an eyeshadow primer with them if you have an oily lid. And I think that it's actually something that I am disappointed to say that I don't think I would be able to wear every day. Is because I think I would run through it too quickly. Mm. Which does disappoint me and make me feel like I just need to keep using my bronzer as an eyeshadow because I'll never run through it. So, But why wouldn't you just use that and then your bronzer? I could. But I have to do my bronzer. Primer and then this and then a bronzer. I mean, that's what I've always done. I so. know it's just like it's a little bit much. It's a bit of a faff.
0: I did love though that you had the option of like a, a light almost your skin color color if you yeah. wanted to put something like I wore the Vive blush the peachy one over that for something that's sort of light on the lid that gives you the pop of color. But then I could use the darker camel tone to give my bronzer more depth. And I was just chucking my bronzer on, but it looked way smokier than it normally would because it had depth. And I just loved that option. What I haven't done is use multiples. Like I haven't done one of the lighter colors and then one of the darker colors in the outer corner yet.
1: I did that and Ah. it worked totally fine. I used the mahogany Mahogany. as a eyeliner Mm. because I was like, I'll give it a go. I'll see how it goes for a wing. It definitely did not give me a full pigment wing, so you yeah. can't use it in place of a gel eyeliner and expect to get the same results, yeah. you won't. But to give you a, that very soft, smoky, not even really there wing vibe, mm-hmm. this did a beautiful job of that. So I was happy with that. This,
0: I imagine would be great. Well, any of them would be great. But what I like cream eyeshadows for is mapping out a shape before I yes. go over with the powder. And I was thinking the dark one would be great to smoke along the lash line and then follow with a powder or something if you're yeah. not great at liner and you want
1: a to just help to map out that
0: yeah. that shape and give you that smoky lash line look without the use of any actual pencils or gels or liners.
1: Yeah.
0: Ooh, I feel like I feel like I really need to do like a I these. Please yeah.
1: do. Do for our Instagram. Everyone yep. will love it. Okay. We'll do. Great. Well, that is our review. What would you give it as a uh, letter score? An A. Okay. I'm giving mine a B.
0: Fair. And I also am like, well, do I give them an A+, plus because shadow sticks are my favourite category, and I would reach for these over my Bobby Brown one because of the colour variety and, like, they wear just as well. Wow. So, I do know what you mean. If I plough through these in six months, and I haven't replaced a Bobby Brown one in six
1: years, (laughs) then... You're definitely going to plough through that in six months. Can I wind one up? I just want to see how far they go. It's such a faff. I hate people that do this. I just need
0: to know. Then you're going to email customer service and be like, um, my... It snapped. Yeah, it snapped, and it won't wind
1: down. Okay, that's all that's in there. It's about the two centimetres I would say of product that's in here and we've used I reckon one centimetre in two weeks between the two of us look it's okay I've definitely exaggerated in saying we use one centimetre we used 0.5 of a centimetre but even that
0: that's like it's a pretty impressive amount that we used that's like hourglass um, tiny pencil yeah this is
1: like this is like a brow pencil in terms of longevity I think you get three months out of it wow yeah we shall see anyway we'll report back in three months (laughs) <laughs> great dang these products are so good what's the deal what is your beauty fave this week
0: my beauty fave
1: is the damn girl
0: mascara what i'm at that awkward stage in lash growth slash imb situation where without mascara oh. my eyelashes look a little fucked up and gappy and yeah. shit
1: i genuinely think that you need to rest imb for a while when your lashes get to that point because it's yep. like you've overdone them like yeah Mine are getting it's to just, that point. It's now your as natural well. growth
0: cycle, but when you're using IMV and your lashes are so massive to start with, you then notice when they're looking really shit. So when I'm in that stage, if I use something like mm. a Kevin Aquan volume or any of the tubing mm. mascaras so or anything that's more natural, I, it doesn't direct my lashes in the right way. So however my lashes are sitting in mm. their shit formation, they, they stay in. like yeah. that. Yeah. Damn Girl has the ability to push them around, like I can wiggle them left and right, and I can splay them in a perfect fan, and I will say that probably six to eight hours in, I get a little bit of fall down under my eye, and that's a shame... But I would rather that than have four shit, sparse-looking yeah. lashes throughout the day. Like, it really does give me this gorgeous, thick, fanned lashes when my natural lashes are not looking peak.
1: I will never come back from my dodgy damn girl that I got, and I'll never buy it again. So,
0: I, when I bought mine I pulled it open, I thought I had a faulty one. All the bristles were stuck together, and I was like, oh, hell no. And then I left it open for a little bit, put it back in, and then I pulled it back out and again, and it, was, it fine. was fine. Okay,
1: well, mine just stuck yeah, every time. I think, you know, nothing's perfect. <laughs> certainly not but my beauty fave this week might be Yeah, it's the Kosas Cloud Set Baked Setting and Smoothing Powder it is a new product from Kosas a $52 product that we picked up recently at Mecca and I've been trying it it is a baked setting powder that is beautiful (laughs) it applies so lightly and delicately Mm. that it gives your skin it doesn't take away the hydration of your skin Mm mhm But it mattifies you just enough that you're not, like, a bit too wet. Mm. So, like, my... I have a bit of a problem zone around, like, around the bottom of my nose Mask through. area. Yeah, like the mask area, like around my muzzle. Your muzzle, yeah. <laughs> Where I don't really love looking shiny here, because I've got quite full cheeks, and like when I'm really shiny here, it's like, whoa, that chick has a
0: lot of cheek. Yeah, like the light bounces off them, and they look really round and clown-like. Not yes. that you look clown-like, no, but, but I know what you're yeah, talking you about. Yeah, that's exactly what yes. happens
1: to me. Clown face! <laughs> <laughs> so I like to set my face in that area I haven't been setting my face in ages but now I'm using like you know my beautiful Giorgio Armani Neo Nude and like Mm -hmm. some oils and my skincare is just really popping in the morning so I'm a bit glowier than I need to be and I've been i was kind of hankering for picking up the charlotte tilbury powder again because that is fabulous and i would say this is maybe even a touch less mattifying Mm -hmm. than that which makes it the lightest mattifying powder known to mankind when we swatched it
0: yes i said this looks like hourglass dim light or luminous light and the charlotte tilbury powder had a baby would you say that is accurate
1: The only thing I would say is inaccurate about that is it doesn't have luminosity to it like the hourglass ones do. When you swatched it on your hand in store, it definitely had more of a a soft glow to it, but applied to the face with a brush, you don't see that like you do with the hourglass. I think the hourglass is more visually noticeable. And maybe in, like, photography or in a subtle way, it does do that to my skin, but not in a way where it's really detectable to the eye.
0: So the the dad is the Charlotte Tilbury and he's got the dominant gene and and the slightly more mattifyingness of that um Mm. sort of took over but there's a subtle luminosity to it and a sheerness that the mum the hourglass powder had
1: yeah and I want to say that I also apply it with a very loose Loose brush. brush I don't have a dense powder brush I don't have a uh, synthetic powder brush, mm-hmm. so it's not applying a lot as well, yeah. which is definitely important for me to mention, because when you swatch it on your hand it looked quite full coverage, and that's not the effect that I'm getting from it. Yep. So yeah, that's my beauty fave. Nice. What's your non-beauty fave?
2: Actually, it's not a helmet, it's a hair It has extra room so you don't mess up your hairdo.
0: My non-beauty fave is the Skin and Threads Basic Tank. Oh!
1: I didn't even know that you went to Skin and Threads and bought a basic tank. I did. I got
0: conned. I tried on a jumper that had like a V-neck and I didn't have anything underneath it. And the girl was like, oh, do you want like a singlet or something to try on? And I was like, no, I'm fine. And then I was like, actually, yeah, why not? And then I bought the singlet.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, It's 100% cotton. It's made in Australia. It's beautiful. It has a nice little...
1: Almost a spaghetti strap, but not really. Yeah, it's
0: like a thin... It's like a bra strap size. Yeah. And it's just like a really nice shape basic tank, mm. so you could wear this like with a skirt in summer, and it could be like perfectly cute on mm. its own. But I've also been wearing it under like long sleeve tees and under long sleeve tees and jumpers, and under long sleeve tees and jumpers and coats because I am cold blooded and I love to
1: layer. layer. Interesting. And I
0: normally wear the Country Row like camis, but I think they're like they're like stretchy and mm. elastic. And I really like that these are really soft and cottony. Feel them. Oh, yeah. It's like the nicest wife-beater, like, singlet that you could ever feel (laughs) in your entire life. They're beautiful, and dress them up or down. Very nice, basic, and not too overpriced.
1: Very interesting. Thank you for that. Welcome. My non-beauty fave this week is the TV show This Is Us. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, you've got so many seasons to get through. This is perfect. Have shoot. you seen it? No, I've like contemplated doing it many times, but I just—it's one of those like, oh, we laughed and then we cried. And yes, like, oh. it is. Yeah. It's
1: exactly the show. It's—I don't watch dramas, mm. and it's dramatic mm. and it's like every episode. I don't know how they do it. The storyline is so lovely and progressive, whilst also being very still, because it mm. flashes between uh, a family as adults and between their life as children so it kind of like demonstrates what has made them who they are and it's telling a story whilst also telling the retrospective part of the story it's very interesting to watch but every episode it's almost like they just release a little little nugget yeah, that yeah. you're like whoa mm-hmm. okay the story is now progressing in this way and this way yeah, and yeah. like it's just so interesting to watch mm-hmm. It's like the opposite of Grey's
0: Anatomy, where they're just like boom, 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 and then like don't worry, they're not actually dead. It's like yeah. really well thought of and yeah, little, they breadcrumb you.
1: Yes, yeah, so I'm being breadcrumbed heavily, and I'm almost at the end of season one, and yeah, I'm very comfortable to keep going. It's a, it's quite a light watch, mm. even though like there's been a few times where I've like felt a, a bit teary. Yes, <laughs> but anyway, good good recommendation. It's on Amazon Prime. I'm telling you, it's a good recommendation because it's my recommendation, and therefore it's good. Okay. Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. I enjoy it. And also I wanted to PSA everyone, if you haven't seen, I'm sure you have, that Younger is back for its final season Uh, on Stan. Another show I haven't watched. You would love Younger. Okay. If only for the fact that Hilary Duff is in it. I don't love Hilary Duff. You should. Okay. I I don't have
0: any, let it be known on the record, I have nothing against Hilary Duff, but it's like not a reason I'd watch a show. You should, though. I wasn't, like, a Lizzie McGuire fangirl.
1: You should really watch okay.
0: Younger. Okay. <laughs> Only because, also, the the is hot. Yeah. Well, when I finish New Amsterdam, which I started watching because the guy is hot, um, I will... And then, like, we'll all the Lizzie. guys are hot in it. Um, <laughs> we can move on to that. <laughs> Great.
1: And what's your snack? Just took it to my veins! So
0: my snack kind of is a non-beauty fave. Yeah, combined with the snack. And then a
1: snack. I'm proud of you for not, you know... Picking an additional snack.
0: So, my snack of the week is the. Just flicking through every page in a cookbook, guys. We could be here a while. My snack of the week is the simple butter cake with raspberries. Oh, I
1: saw you cook this on our stories. Julia
0: Busitl Nishimura. Okay, great. Interesting that she didn't hyphenate her name because this woman is like what I am going to be where you have two very different uh, cultural surnames. Nishimura, Japanese? Her husband's Japanese. Yeah, okay. she got very, very cute, gorgeous half-Japanese kids. They're fabulous. But interesting because she's just she's not hyphenated and I do think about doing this so that it's maybe gives me a little more space on forms. I so think it's probably a
1: there. great idea because the space on form thing really concerns me about you. Like, when you have to fill in those tiny boxes for entering a country on a passport card, you're fucked. And everyone
0: always also thinks that my name is USA because the L and the I join, and imagine if I get more mistakes as the more letters go on. Anyway. USA <laughs> more The number of letters that I get in the mail have USA and I'm like, no, it's clearly L-I. <laughs> He thought I was writing in like robot block writing to make it weird, new. Anyway, um, this cake was delicious. The best part is it only contains eggs, caster sugar, vanilla paste, unsalted butter, self-raising flour, raspberries, and icing sugar for dusting. Oh, it's like a butter cake. I, like, it's, it's I love it. It's a simple butter cake with raspberries. Yes, <laughs> it, it is. No, tea cake is what I was trying yes. to say. Yeah, Yum. yeah. So delicious. I had fresh, yummy, health food store raspberries. Like oh. 10 out of 10. An $8 the punnet chew. that you yeah, put in there. Wow. And it was so yummy. I made it at like 9.30 at night because I wanted... I saw this photo and then I wanted
1: yeah, looks a really tea young. with this cake. Oh, good.
0: I cut it into eight pieces and on the night that I made it, I had three and Brenton had three. And then on the next day, he <laughs> ate three pieces and I ate one piece. And then... The like,
1: maths doesn't add up. That's 11 pieces. But anyway, 10 pieces. No, it doesn't. Huh? Three and three is six. And three and three is...
0: Three and three is six. Okay, so i cut it into 12 pieces. Three and three is six.
2: Two plus two is four. Minus one, that's three quick maths.
0: So we ate half the cake the night before. Yep. Then I ate one the next day, which is seven. Brenton ate two or three. Mm-hmm. So eight, nine, ten. Yeah. yeah, and then the woman at work ate two. Wow. So the cake went in 12 hours, essentially.
1: <laughs> that's how you know it's a great cake. How you cake. know it's
0: good. And it is from this book that I bought, which is A Year of Simple Family Food by Julia Pocitil Nishimura. You would know her on Instagram as Julia Ostro because her first book is called Ostro, I believe. Oh. And the whole book is making me want to cook everything. Like I have so many cookbooks. I buy a lot of you cookbooks, do. so many. But I don't cook from I know that bean that bean salad Yum. literally talks to me every time I open it up and the pumpkin risotto <laughs> it all looks so good. Um, yeah, I own so many cookbooks and I very rarely cook from them, but I bought this at work on Monday and I made the cake on like Tuesday.
1: Yum. Yeah. Okay, every recipe in here. It, oh! Every
0: recipe is delicious. Also, yeah, I made I made the cake um, gluten-free. I just used gluten-free flour and added no, some powder. Not,
1: it's not a FonMap gluten-free cookbook by any means.
0: No, no, no. But the cake worked perfectly gluten-free. Like, it didn't need... I mean, cakes often work perfectly
1: gluten-free, but it, it did not require flour to be delicious, you know. My snack this week mm. is potato cakes. But not <gasps> just any potato cakes. <gasps> it's mm-hmm. the 8D House gluten-free... Potato cakes. Yes, I've seen them to order online <laughs> places. What a treat and a half. Where did you buy them from? I bought them from the Q Wilsmere Friendly Grocery Store. Yeah, I
0: it's... think they have them at Whole Food Merchants. I think I've seen them. Or they have another form of gluten-free Maybe I did buy them there. at Whole Food.
1: No, I definitely didn't. No, I yeah. definitely didn't. I bought them at Q Place. And... They are delicious, they are exactly like a potato cake, yeah. but they're gluten-free, and I mean, it shouldn't be that hard to do, really, in theory. No. I baked them in an air fryer. Oh. The only downside is that there's only four to a pack, yeah. and that's a one-sitting pack. Yeah. Of potato cakes. Yeah. Particularly because one of them was quite small, oh, and so I was you like... You should have got a partial refund. I think I should have, too. 25% refund, at least. Hmm. Three in one tiny one doesn't really count. So anyway, yeah. but they were absolutely effing delicious. I think that's it for this week. We're, we've gone long after saying we had no news. That's it for us this week. If you have mothers that you would like us to create gift ideas for, please slide into our DMs. You have approximately T-minus one week mm-hmm. if you're listening on Monday. Yeah. Also, please review us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's time for us to shame you. Yes, shame. If your name is Sarah, Laura, Georgia, <laughs> Kate... Mm -hmm. Lisa or Alex, Mm -hmm. you should really have reviewed us by now. And if your name falls into those categories and you haven't, this is a personal message to you. Mm. So please leave us a review and five stars. Six stars. Seven stars. And also, uh, please follow us on the Spotify app if you're not already. Spotify has released podcast charts this week. Oh! Which means that very shortly you will be able to actually see what podcasts are ranking in australia that's cool which is awesome and they're being really transparent about how they're ranking podcasts it is the number of people who follow a podcast divided by the number of listens that each episode gets and it's a really nice way for them to do it that transparently Mm. because on the apple charts obviously they're going to be a bit of a pick and mix you know some people can rise to the top really quickly and it's not particularly fair so it's great for us if you can follow us and listen because that means we'll do better.
0: Wow, that's cool. Thank you for um letting me know that too while we're here. That's Beauty news. Great,
1: great to know. <laughs> All right. Thanks everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks, listening. Bye bye. Love you. Bye. Hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.